0: Darlings Podcast. I'm Rebecca Cooney. I'm Laurie Eves.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's my birthday.
1: And I'm Hannah Hutzpah.
2: <laughs> and I'm Jamal Hassan. And
3: I'm the Repeat Beat Poet. And I'm George Duggan.
4: And I'm Hannah Gordon. And I'm Iris Colombe.
5: And I'm Rurley. And I'm Laurie Eves.
4: I'm Hannah
0: Hutzpah and not Birthday Boy. <laughs> Hello, and welcome
5: to the Dead
1: Darlings Non denominational Office Party!
0: <gasps> normally, we'd be bringing you interviews, tips, inspiration, above all, awesome poetry from London's spoken word scene and telling you where you can submit your work. This month, as a celebration of December and everything brilliant that comes with it, we're going. <laughs> including, <laughs> including Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah! And Hanukkah, and the winter solstice, and uh, Kwanzaa, anything else? <clears throat> yeah, normally we'd be you all of that. This month, we decided. We would just bring you awesome spoken words. So we've assembled a group of awesome poets to do just that.
1: We've gathered here in Rebecca's living room. Yeah. <laughs> with a bunch of cool people who are gonna get up and do a bunch of words at you in audio form.
0: Yes. Woo! Some of them will be Christmas themed, some of them will not be.
1: Yeah, you know, some of them will be non-denominational themed, <laughs> which we're really looking forward to. <laughs> To kick us off, shall we have a poet? Fuck yeah! yeah. yeah. The first that? poet that you're going to hear tonight it's is...
2: Rebecca Cooney. Woo! She, she is one of my favourite poets and humans. Yeah. And she is going to be... She, co-do-
1: she co-hosts their Darwin's podcast. <laughs> I think <can't laughs> she put it together. Yeah, she yeah. produces and co-hosts their Donald podcast. And she has found a poem. Yeah! So ladies oh, yeah, and gentlemen, yeah,
0: please welcome Rebecca
1: Cooney! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, This poem is sort of seasonal in that it's about New Year's Eve, which I think uh, can be quite overrated. Uh, So this uh, poem is called The Year I Meet You Starts With a Bad Party. The year I meet you starts with a bad party. Coupled up friends drink champagne because it is expected of them and they wear expectations like sequins on the 2nd of January. gaudy and out of time or maybe the expectations wear them. They argue over the best way to finish a work email. Forget to ask me how my Christmas was. I go to another party, have a headache and leave. On the DLR train home, a raucous group in evening dress glitter and laugh and give me a helium balloon, liberated from the good party they were at. It is black and diamond-shaped and hovers in, on the ceiling of my room and in the corner of my eyeline and startles the shit out of me at least once a day for the first two weeks of the new year. No one else finds this as funny as I do mm. or as comforting. The discovery that the unexpected is still a possibility. Uh, <laughs> who do we have next on the open mic
1: so our next guest is Peter DeGraf Johnson aka the repeat beat poet
6: <laughs> uh,
7: I host Boomerang Club I also host uh, Penting uh, I'm part of the Imaginary Millions crew uh, I host my own radio show the repeat beat broadcast uh, yeah that's about it do you want to do us a poem? Yeah, man. Let's, sure. let's do some poetry. Um, this piece is called Heavy Footsteps in Snow. And although it's not uh, Christmas or non-dominational, non-domina- non- <laughs> <laughs> non- uh it is, uh, it, I definitely wrote it in winter and it's maybe one of the most like wintry pieces that I imagine in my head. So yeah, this is Heavy Footsteps in Snow. It's a madness out here. I can't tell if I'm crying from the chill. I see battle lines drawn across side streets. I see you to convince they're dealing out justice. They're all step out of line and get beat. Step across the road, keep your eyes on your feet. And I usually close my eyes, but I wanted to see the churchyard. It's ground all white with snow. And my face froze as I saw this man's nose get broke. A group of kids cracked him like a bad joke with bald fists, gripping bats and bars, and a car passed. Driver wielding his icy stare of disregard, thinking, it's just dead men and screams of pain from boys who were already seen. Daddy's name in a graveyard. Damn. My words slipped out from under me, feeling unprotected and unsafe. Seeing these young people killing for misplaced faith, fame or saving, face-wearing black balaclavas as fighting armour. Some were weeping with anger or terror, others just shook where they stood or laughed, emptily. I saw this fear from behind pale skin peeking out from behind black cloth. I wrote my words in the deep snow around the man's head. And in the morning, I stepped over the church gate, my body numb and shivering, these frozen fingers fumbling with flowers, offering a few more words for a name and a grave too familiar.
0: Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <coughs>
6: <coughs> <mile> <Peep-pee poets>!
0: you want to hear more um from pete you can find him at repeat beat poets or at penting poetry or at boomerang london on twitter facebook twitter instagram all of them facebook twitter instagram all of them
1: all the hats
0: next up to the open mic we have hannah gordon, <laughs> hannah,
1: gordon. <laughs>
0: hannah is the host of spoken word london one of our favorite nights we don't have favorite nights but it's one of them
1: she also <laughs> runs uh, words down
0: I do, and uh, soon to be re- revived. Word up! We just got funding from the Brent Borough of Culture Twenty Twenty Fund Whoa. to do. We're doing six uh, live events across Twenty Twenty and six stellar workshops as well. Which so it's gonna be really good. Word up was an event. A word up was an event that used to run. It's kind of stopped, and and yeah. Yeah, it be really... it, yeah It's been on a bit of a hiatus for a little while, but it's back and funded, which is just Whoa! great. Whoa! Um, This is my Christmas poem. I'll just go straight into it. I hate Christmas. (laughs) It just reminds me of three men I don't believe in anymore. Santa, Jesus, and my (laughs) ex-fiance. I never believed in my dad. This
5: is
1: going to be a Uh, short episode. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Hannah Gordon!
5: (laughs) Uh,
0: If you want to hear more from Hannah Gordon, you can find her at HMS Gordon on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Next up to the mic, we have Jamal. (laughs) Jamal is the host of Extra Second London, a night that runs uh, monthly.
6: Yeah, every last Saturday of the month. And uh, yeah, it's just poetry and discussion. So open debate on a theme. We usually pick the themes like way too soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing we do.
0: Brilliant. Uh, let's hear your poem.
6: Um, this is my attempt at a Christmassy poem. It's called Dine Hard. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Bruce Willis is John Clucking in Dine Hard. His name was John Clarkane, and solving crimes was his game. Didn't get him much fame, but he loved his job all the same. A humble turkey detective, an amateur featherweight boxer (laughs) with a hard-boiled conscience, never bet on a cockfight, never took a bribe from Superfly the local pimp. John Clarkane didn't want to be a hero, not after his last case, a dozen Fabergé eggs kidnapped before they could hatch, and the culprit (laughs) flew the coop before Clarkane could catch him, another zero to add to his poultry arrest record. Until the incident at (laughs) Cluckatomy Plaza, where terrorists led by Hens Gruber tried to traffic a staff team of turkeys to sell off to a cannibal duck cartel for Christmas dinner but john clacaine was stronger than your average henchman trained in (laughs) trained in kfc which stands for karate feathered combat obviously (laughs) he tripped the plaza's sky is falling alarm to trick the chicken little bird-brained underlings into splitting up one by one he riddled breasts and thighs with bullets pecking eyes and tongues out to cover his tracks He didn't know that he was being watched by Hens Gruber's second-in-command, Femme Fatale. She would... (laughs) He didn't know he was being watched by Hens Gruber's second-in-command, Femme Fatale. She would never hesitate when asked to kill. She would only ask, who? She sank her talons into him. And his chances of survival looked slim, but he had a secret weapon under his wing, a strategically placed shard of glass from when someone broke the office photocopier trying to make copies of their own ass. He stole Femme Fatale's Flappy Chatty, the bird's walkie-talkie, and let <laughs> and let Hens Gruber know that he was coming for her. She mocked his American bravado, but when a mother clucker's got to yippee kaye, a mother clucker will, goddammit, even if he's steadily getting too old for this shit. She warned him, confronting her. He, she warned him that confronting her would be dangerous. He told her he gobbled danger for breakfast. He, They fought on the roof, and though Hens Gruber was faster, John Clacane was heavier. He, plushed, he pushed the flightless bird to her demise, and she landed in a conveniently placed giant deep fat fryer between two overturned condiment trucks that spilled sauce and seasoning all over her crispy corpse. That night John Clarkane sat at his dinner table and ate a roasted turkey with all the trimmings, the same turkey he would see in the mirror, the same turkey he fought Beacon Claw to save, for you see, John Clarkane was also a cannibal. He knew the duck cartels and didn't want anyone encroaching on his business. Is there a moral to this story? Yes. Fuck the police. <laughs>
0: If you want to hear more from Jamal you can find him at@, at Kianaanancy and at Extrasecond London on Instagram. Next up on the open mic we have Iris Collum. Um...
4: Okay, so I, I would categorize this poem as non-denominational.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> if an app is free, how do I know which guy likes me? If my dog has a fever, how do I know my moon sign? If I have anxiety, how do I know if I have asthma? If I like someone, how do I know if it's a migraine? If I'm depressed, how do I know my rising sign? If I have bedbugs, how do I know if it's a date? If my cat is pregnant, how do I know my credit score? <laughs> if he misses me, how do I know if it's ringworm? If an app is free, how do I know if he's the one? If it's a tick, how do I know my blood type? If I'm depressed, how do I know my mobile number? If I have bed bugs, how do I know my ring size? If it's a migraine, how do I know if it's morning sickness? If my dog has fleas, how do I know if it's a date? If he's the one, how do I know if my phone is hacked? If my dog has fleas, how do I know if it's contractions? If I have worms, how do I know if he really loves me? (laughs) If someone blocks me, how do I know if it's a date? If I'm depressed, how do I know if it's morning sickness? If I love someone, how do I know if I have asthma? If my phone is charging, how do I know if he's cheating? If my dog has fleas, how do I know my ring size? If he's the one, how do I know if I feel better? If it's a migraine, how do I know if it's contractions? If it's contractions, how do I know my mobile number? If I feel better, how do I know if I love someone? If my dog has worms, how do I know if it's morning sickness? If I have asthma, how do I know if it's love? If my dog has a fever, how do I know if my cat is pregnant? If my dog has fleas, how do I know if it's love? (laughs) <laughs> if you want to hear
0: more from iris you can visit iriscolum.com, which is iris and then c-o-l-o-m-b.com and on insta at uh, iriscolomb
1: next up to <laughs> the mic we have hannah hutzburg <laughs> <laughs> hannah, hannah is one of the co-hosts of dead balance podcast <laughs> hello
0: she is also the organizer of the annual vogon slam Mm-hmm. Yes, the Vogon Poetry Slam. Worst poet
2: wins. Uh, I I am purely ornamental, which doesn't work well on radio. Soz. Um, um, uh, I just I was struggling to find something Christmassy, but I realised I had something very Jewish. So I thought I'd represent. Um,
1: Where did you find that that poem, Anna?
2: Where did I find it? Yeah,
1: did you find it in your book, Permeable, available now on Burning Eye. Books? I did. <laughs>
2: available from me as well. <laughs> I, I believe Burning Eye might have sold out, but I still have some under my bed. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, this this poem um, all really happened um, uh, for, for, for the Goyim. Um, Judaism is a competitive sport. Um, <laughs> when you realise that someone else you're talking to is a bit Jewish, you will put in as many Jewish things into the conversation as you can, and the person who speaks the most Hebrew or Yiddish wins. It's it's a thing. Um, anyway, uh, my name Hannah Hutzber. For the record, Hutzber means uh, smart ass in Yiddish. Um, and this poem is called "A Dude in an East London Pub Has Just outdued Me." <laughs> <laughs> Dedicated to Tim Wells. (laughs) Uh, Judaism is an in-joke to me. It's a semi-secret identity. A smile when you find another from your tribe. Oh, you're at that gig too. Oh, you're a veggie too. Oh, you're Jewish too. Yiddish is a breadcrumb trail I sprinkle into conversation to see if anyone picks it up. I am a half-Jewish, bisexual Dual national. I live on a few fault lines but I can blend right in or reveal my hand slightly, see if anyone picks up my clues, like more direct eye contact or gazing at another girl's lips. Yiddish is my verbal garnish, adds so much texture, couldn't cook a whole meal with it. I leave breadcrumb trails but tonight, four pints in, I have drowned my subtlety. Tonight, I dropped a whole loaf of challah on the table. I like your frumpuns puns. Hello, I am Hannah Hutzber. He shakes my hand, replies in three whole sentences of Yiddish. And a dude in an East London pub has just outdued me. Just by speaking the language I took my name from. Hinda Goldberg, Helen Nisnevich, you would laugh bitterly if you could see me now. Your own great-granddaughter scrawling greenhorn across her signature in the Yiddish she cannot speak. I dye my shiksa blonde hair darker. I am nostalgic for a New York I never really knew and wish for more links to the past that you couldn't wait to escape. Growing up second generation means growing grafted. I flower in London soil. The seam is small, the transplant took long ago, but the name I am happiest in is one I made up. Like you did at Ellis Island, like my mother did in London, our tradition is transformation. That and shouting. (laughs) <laughs> but I am a shikad shiksa tonight shikad meaning drunk and shiksa meaning non-jewish woman I am a shickered shiksa tonight and a dude in an East London pub has just outdued me just by speaking the language I do not speak the language people use to tell their kids to behave to buy milk to fetch to quit to shout in syntax structure and sentences in a language a whole language that I do not speak that I do not understand, and my breadcrumbs are just breadcrumbs. A verbal garnish. Adds so much texture. Couldn't cook a whole meal with it.
1: Cheers. (laughs) Next up to the mic is (laughs) Jamir!
0: John Early is an improv poet and he runs Once
5: Upon a Mic. I host Once Upon a Mic, okay. which is run by Horatio and Math Jones. Yeah, I just assist. I uh, perform with Imaginary Millions at the book club once a month, <laughs> uh, as well as doing uh, what I like to call freelance features, where you don't throw a poetry night, but people still let you get behind the mic and they pay you sometimes. It's a very exciting and fulfilling adventure of Night Buses Home. It has arrived again. It will not be like it was two years ago. Two years ago when I couldn't come because I was waiting for the paperwork and the arguments had become so intense that the blood in my body was no longer fire nor smoke. It was just the thing that comes before pain, the moaning sound. And it did not matter that I was not there. The one thing that I did not want to happen happened. I still got to see her in that red dress, lying in that box. It is approaching. It will not be like it was last year. So drunk, so heavy drunk. I need to be drunk right now because I will split open, spill open with rage or tears, and we have to fix this. I will sacrifice all things, all things but myself. I only have a one-handed feel on it. The other one I am trying to keep from making fists in front of me or from blocking my heart. I will drink so heavy, I think I am dying again at 18 on the bathroom floor when it is time to call the ambulance for the woman that birthed me in the other room. The time, the time is approaching again. It will not be again like last year, lying on that floor, tears in my heart, thinking I am too old to feel this lost, this young and reality to rush in, there will not be the book-ended deaths of the father of the one you loved and the mother of the one you love. It will not be as it has ever been before. It will be lying on a cot in a one-bedroom room because houses are being rebuilt for two living parents whose bodies have grown old. It will be resting one room from the beginning, across the hall, from the second forming. The second forming we have healed. I wonder what it will be like to be on one plane, between two rooms, surrounded by my family. And for the first time, for the first time in its cyclical arrival, to not feel bound to not feel trapped, to return to the source to realize that there, and only there, is a freedom and a oneness and a being that cannot be explained, that should be praised, celebrated, fed upon, sacrificed for, and it fades, with every death, every arrival, and every fade away. But this arrival, this time, we shall know ourselves in a way that shall echo even after every love.
0: If you'd like to hear more from Jarmir, you can find him on Facebook as Jarmir, so J-A-H space M-I-R, or on Instagram as Tuzant Early. Jarmir also hosts uh, a regular spoken word night at the homeless shelter in Archway, Shelter from the Storm, and uh, you can find out more about that night uh, at, what was it, at? S-F-T-S London on Instagram. And they've
2: got an awesome, lovely cafe. We performed yeah. there. When was it? Earlier. Yeah, yes,
5: September.
2: A couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it was really, really nice, lovely
2: night. We're and always
5: looking for poetry volunteers.
0: They're always looking for poetry volunteers. So again, get in touch with Jameer and uh, yeah, he can hook you up.
1: Cool. Um, cool.
3: Next up to the mic is George Duggan. <laughs> Hello. Um. In terms of plugs, I've only really got yeah an Instagram, that's Duggan, D-U-G-G-A-N underscore G, um, where I don't say a lot, but sometimes I put some pictures up, so if you want to waste your time with that, then <laughs> please feel free. Um, I brought a poem today that is kind of festive, I suppose, in that I wrote it on bonfire night. We all mulled wine, cups in rigid hands, knitted beanies and bobbleheads crowning expectant faces, gaze up as bit by bit we set the skylight. As a child, I imagined each firework a wish made silently under our curling breath, a prayer held skyward like a lantern, the whole display a bouquet of all of our hopes. By the curl of her hand around mine, my mum reminds us to think of the absences, for those who have not filled the street for the spectacle, whose hearts are anchored to homes flinching thousands of miles away, whose mother tongue is a cry that cannot be heard now over our cheers, for whom each wish is a warning shot, a burning bottle thrown, a carbon cracking earth, for whom each wish is only that the next does not grow closer. While we celebrate our peace, Set the sky on fire. Think of those who chose not to do the same. But whose homes are yet aflame. Half the world away.
0: And finally, on the open mic, we have Laurie Eves. (laughs) Laurie Eves is one of the co-hosts of the Dead Darlings podcast. And he has a book coming out in March. It is also his birthday. <laughs> uh,
1: At time of recording.
0: <laughs> At time of recording. Well, this is live whenever you log in, you know.
1: That's how podcasts work. Yeah,
0: whenever are you, you are listening. Your
2: computer?
1: We pride ourselves on being available whenever you need it. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hello.
5: Uh,
2: right,
1: okay. Um I've been writing lots of short, sure, quiet. Um, sort of in, quite intimate poems for the last couple of years. Before that, I tended to just rant on the microphone very quickly. This is a rant on the microphone very quickly <laughs> for about... Fucking hell. Um, for about nine years ago? Maybe nine <laughs> okay. years ago? Eight or nine years oh, ago? Like, this is this is old. Old oh, shit!
5: Old oh, oh, shit! Yeah. Um,
1: I did a Christmas show with a couple of other people and we uh it was a retelling of uh, Christmas Carol um and I played a character called Surly Tim. Um <laughs> and in it Surly Tim finds out that his mother was having uh intimate liaisons with uh, the local pheasant plucker um every Christmas and this is This is from his perspective about finding out that his mother was a pheasant plucker. No, that his mother was was with the pheasant plucker. Back when I was an adolescent duck a seven but I suffered the lesser summer stressing from a toilet bummer Santa was a blessing from obsessive wonder Yes he's gonna shove another present up and down the chimney coming round to give me Tamagotchi man I got a thousand frisbees surrounding this tree We found the gifts we were given by Saint Nicholas the man of mystery And Sandy hit me through my grand ancestry Each December every member of my family gets free Toys for the boys and toys for the girls Deployed to enjoy all over the world The ploy was destroyed the joy was unfurled He seemed an effervescent sucker but Santa was a pheasant plucker, my Santa was a pheasant plucker, frisky bugger, down a runner with my mama pheasant plucker, sexy lover, used to run the butchers on a Sunday, a Monday, occasionally, but I saw him with no warning back in 1993 when the perky little meanest, Mister flirty repartee, when the nervy, jerky, dirty, pervy whispered to mummy that her turkey stuff in. I heard and thought nothing, the bird was not the something that was stuffed in mother's oven, he asked, should I shank it to mask, would you wank it, she baked his baking pig inside her paste, Wait. She baked his fancy pig inside a flaky pastry blanket. She said, be your Santa. She begged through the banter. Please come back and pull a cracker. Get a slapper in your sack. Her was what she meant. She was burning with consent. And thanks to her incessant mucker... Santa was a pheasant plucker, our uh, Santa was a pheasant plucker, messing up a pleasant family get together necking brandy, checking tags, we always thought my daddy was my father Christmas, yes it's hard to witness, every year my ma was getting farther with despair in their share, due timing affair, behind the mold wine and pine in the air, they'd find time to lie like I wasn't there, the toxinus pair had no poxy care, outfoxing us on Boxing Day they rocked it off on Santa's sleigh, <laughs> in absence <laughs> they sent me an advent tray, empty, too bad went my memory. He said, all Christmas meant to me. That pheasant plucking pheasant plucker. He you plucked my mother. Mother plucker. Old
5: shit. Old shit. Beautiful.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 there were
2: just so many <laughs>
5: Literally, tears in the
0: room. <laughs> 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 and on that note, thank you very much for joining us for the Dead Darlings non-denominational non denominational <laughs> office party.
2: Photocopier is intact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we haven't checked since, <laughs> since we took a little break. <laughs> Like to thank all of our guests for coming and doing amazing poetry.
0: You can find uh, the podcast on Twitter at Dead Darlings Pod, Facebook if you search Dead Darlings Podcast, and you can email us at DeadDarlingsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you like what you heard, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to help us spread the word.
1: We'll be back next month. We will, not we? With we a proper episode without us just being in the living room with a bunch of people that we like. Doing Boy. poems?
0: I mean that that is normally it, but we interview people.
1: We do well. usually interview people. I mean I like right? you. I
0: like on. you guys. Alright. Right. Well, oh, all Alright, Merry Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas and whatever else. You know, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah.
1: Thank you to all our guests.
3: Happy Winter solstice. Good night. <laughs>